This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Pete McCall. Welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness podcast. This episode is going to be a quick fit tip that I'm actually recording while I'm on the road in beautiful Dubai, United Arab Emirates. I'm here for a few meetings with a client I'm working with and just working on uh, developing some education for new equipment, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to bring you a little bit of information. And what I'm going to talk about today is get you thinking about how you design your exercise programs. And what I mean about that is that traditionally, you know, for years, we have consumers, I don't want to say we, but traditionally people coming to the gym have designed exercise programs based on muscle actions, right? I mean, like we all know everybody in the fitness industry makes a joke that Monday is International Chest Day because that's when a lot of the guys hop on the bench press and there's usually a lineup there. And you see, well, I see when I go to different gyms and different health clubs that people contort themselves in all types of different positions trying to exercise one particular muscle at a time. But if you've listened to this podcast at all, if you've if you read anything I've written or anything I've worked on, it's important to understand that our body is made to move. You know, we are, is, you know, if you think about it and you want to get really meta about this, you know, when, when the semen, you know, interacts with the egg in, in, the, in the ovary and, you know, I might have that wrong, but when the semen interacts with an egg, it's a one single cell organism and it divides into two cells, into four cells, into eight cells, and 16 cells. The point is that all the cells in our body are interconnected. All the muscles, all the fascia, all the connective tissue in our body are interconnected. So we really, our body is, an inter, is a completely integrated system. We have different subsystems. We have the respiratory system, which delivers oxygen to the muscles. We have the circulatory system, which moves blood, which carries nutrients and oxygen around the body. We have the muscular system, which generates force. We have the nervous system, which tells, tells other parts of the body what to do via electrical impulses. We have the endocrine system, which controls things via, via hormones, which are chemicals that control cellular interactions. But we are a body made up of very inter, interconnected systems. So to go into a gym and to try to isolate one body part at a time is really working against the natural physiology of how the body is designed to work. And that might be something to think about. You know, If you're one of these people that started and stopped exercise programs over the years because you maybe weren't getting the results you want, you're getting frustrated, you know, and maybe it's because you're not making the most efficient use of your time in the gym. And what I mean by that is our body burns about five calories of energy to use one liter of oxygen. Let me say that again. We consume, we burn, we expend about five calories of energy, and a calorie is just a measure, measure of unit of energy, but we burn five calories to consume one liter of oxygen. So think about it. What's going what's to use more oxygen in the body? If you use one muscle group at a time, like say if you do seated leg extensions, you know, how, much, how many muscles are involved in that? You know, the more muscles you use, the more oxygen you consume. So if you think about, you know, instead of doing like a seated isolation exercise, if you do standing exercises, if you do movement-based exercises, you're actually involving more muscle tissue and more systems in your body at one time. And that's really, that, that's one of the reasons why a lot of trainers, a lot of strength coaches over the years have migrated away from 
this idea of doing arms one day, back another day, legs another day, and really work on movement patterns. We have some foundational patterns of movement. And anybody who's a parent knows what's the first movement of the baby does. The first movement a baby does is tummy time, is pushing off the floor to extend the tummy. That's gonna, that's gonna strengthen the spinal rectors. And let me even take a step back from that for a second. If anybody's ever seen an animal being born, a four-legged animal, how long does it take a four-legged animal to learn how to walk? You know, maybe a matter of minutes. That's because a four-legged animal has four points of contact with the ground. A human is a bipedal. We, we walk on two feet. We walk upright. It takes us about a year to develop the strength to control our body against gravity. You know, it takes, you know, some kids will learn how to walk maybe a little sooner, some kids a little bit longer, but it takes a little, about a year for the body, for the human body to be able to handle the forces of gravity. That's why being on the ground is so important for babies. We start with tummy time. The next thing a baby learns how to do is roll over. That rolling over is an action of the shoulders and the hips. Crawling is an action of the shoulders and hips. By the time we get to walking, walking is an integrated action of the shoulders and hips. The point is all the muscles in our body are aligned to work efficiently for walking, for the motion of gait, which is walking or running. And so if you think about it, so then you take a step back and go, okay, when you go to the gym, why are we isolating body parts? You know, I mean, you can do that. You know, if you want to work on a particular muscle to, to make it look better or develop strength in a particular muscle, you can do that. But really, if you're trying to find the most efficient use of your time, if and none of us have a lot of spare time. If you do, please send me some because I could always use a little extra myself. But we don't have a lot of extra time. So if you're looking to maximize your time in the gym, think about training movement patterns. Think about, you know, our movement patterns are like a hinge or a squat movement pattern. We do a single leg or stepping motions. We push. We can either push in front of the body or push overhead. We pull. We pull from in front of the body and we pull from overhead. And then we rotate. And if you want to get meta again, rotation is just half push, half pull. You know, so if you th- when you look at the gait cycle, if you break down an analysis of the gait cycle, all those movement patterns are inherent in the gait cycle. So you add in a couple other things. We can carry, we can throw, we can jump, we can lift. Add that stuff in, and those are the basic patterns of movement. So when you look at, when you go to the gym, instead of thinking about isolation, think about how you can do movement pattern-based training. Think about what you can do to integrate more parts of your body. So to do that, what I'm going to do is read a blog I wrote a few years ago called Seven Things to Know About the Mind-Body Connection. And again, that's just really, you know, there's, there's been a lot of research on this, and it's actually pretty interesting research. I mean, yes, if you, if you think about a muscle while, and contract it while you use it, you can make that muscle a little stronger. There's, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that. But really what I want you to think about is think about moving. Because a lot of times in our day, we get stuck, you know, even myself as, as a fitness professional knowing this, when I'm riding, when I'm working on things, I can get stuck at my desk for periods of time. Or like flying to Dubai, I get stuck in an airplane for 18 hours at a time. So we get stuck. And when we, when we don't move, we, tend, we can lose that mind-body connection. So one of the benefits about transitioning to a, an exercise program where you're focused on movement patterns as opposed to muscle, muscle actions is you can develop a better mind-body connection. You know, traditionally, we think about the mind-body connection in yoga, which it is. I mean, you're thinking about your movement, you're breathing, you're, you're moving into each pattern or into, into each pose. But really, every movement you do is an opportunity to enhance the mind-body connection. So with that, I'm going to read a blog, and I'll post it in the show notes. Seven things to know about the mind-body connection. We've all been there. A million things going on. Work deadlines, family responsibilities, chores to do at home, 
social engagements to attend, and you want, you want, no, need to make time for your workouts. Besides the hectic schedule that seems to leave little time for your own personal needs, the one downside that demands of modern day-to-day life is that your mind can become preoccupied, which makes it hard to be in the moment and focus on what you're actually doing. As a result, when you do finally get a chance for a workout, it can be easy to go on autopilot, zone out, and think of all the things you should be doing instead of focus on what you're actually doing when you exercise. You know, admit it. How many times have you gone through a workout without really paying attention to what you're doing as you move from machine to machine to move? Yes, you are sweating, so you will receive some health benefits. But you're not really focused on what you're. Do- but if you're not really focused on what you're doing with each movement, you may not get the results you really want. And when time is such an issue, you want to be sure you're getting the best results out of every minute you have available to get to the gym. By now, you've probably heard the phrase "mind-body" thrown around in relation to training. But you may not have thought much about it because you relate to yoga class in a studio and not a workout on the gym floor. Here's an important fact. Your brain is directly connected to your muscles through your body's nervous system. Any movement, any lift that you do is a chance to enhance your mind-body connection. If you value your precious time and you want to make sure you're getting the most from your workouts, it is important to focus on what your body is doing in each element of your training and be mindful about every single repetition you perform. Muscles consist of bundles of individual fibers that are activated by a motor neuron, the physical connection between the central nervous system and your muscles. A muscle motor unit is a motor neuron attached to the muscle fibers. Think of a motor unit as a light switch for the muscle. As a muscle is required to generate a force, the motor units will light up to stimulate the fibers to produce that force. If you work out with the mindset that every exercise is a chance to strengthen the mind-body connection, you'll be surprised at the results. Check out the seven strategies below to help you focus your energy and improve the connection between your brain and muscles every time you train. Strategy one, remember muscle fibers control physical forces moving through the body. When muscle fibers shorten, they generate the force required to move or resist force. An example is how your thigh muscles shorten when moving from a seated to standing position. On the other hand, as muscle fibers lengthen, they are controlling and decelerating forces entering your body. Like when your thigh muscles lengthen to decelerate, the pull of gravity as you lower yourself back down to a seated position. Understanding what your muscle fibers are doing and focusing on feeling the movement though both, through both the lengthening and shortening phases of a movement can help improve the, muscle, the mind-muscle connection. Strategy two, focus on contracting the involved muscles as hard as you can during the muscle shortening phase of muscle action as you lift the weight. Side note, this is an old school thing from bodybuilders and you know what, it really works. Technically speaking, strength is the ability of the muscular system to generate tension to move against an external force. The more you can focus on the specific section of muscle you're using, the more tension you can generate and the stronger you become. Strategy three, push into the floor. According to the all or none theory, a motor unit is either active or inactive. When it is single to contract, it activates all of the attached muscle fibers. When performing training drills that place you in direct contact with the floor, such as squats, deadlifts, or push-ups, You can enhance muscle motor activity by thinking about pushing the floor away from you. You can do that with your hands. You can do that with your feet. With your feet. This simple action of pushing your feet or hands into the floor can help engage all the involved muscle motor units, leading to a higher level of force output. Side note, pushing your feet or hands into the floor is also an effective way to engage the core muscles because your feet and your hands, again, tie into the nervous system. You have the most nerve endings in your feet and hands, and that directly stimulates the motor neurons or the muscles that help control the spine. So if you really want to engage your core during a push-up or during a squat, 
push your feet and hands into the, into the floor and you'll be surprised at the results. Strategy four, use heavier weights. Muscle fibers work according to size principle. As a muscle works, it starts by activating the smaller motor units. When they cannot provide the necessary force for movement, the larger motor units and muscle fibers are recruited to perform the work. The higher threshold, larger motor units are responsible for muscle growth and definition and are not turned on unless a high level of force is needed or the smaller muscle motor units fatigue. Using a heavier weight can help you engage the larger muscle motor units sooner than when using a lighter weight for higher rep ranges. This is why your muscles shake when you try to lift a heavy weight for the first time. Muscle motor units not previously used are being turned on and called into action. This is sending electrical signals to the muscles. So if you ever lifted a heavy weight and you feel your body shaking, that's just your, your nervous system juicing more, more electrical energy into the muscle fibers. In addition, using heavy weights really challenges you to focus on what you're doing, helping to improve your mind-body connection. Strategy five for improving mind-body connection. Improve intramuscular coordination so you can get stronger without an unwanted increase in size. Many people who lift want larger muscles, but some people are looking only to improve strength or definition without necessarily increasing size. If you're in the latter group, then it's good to know that using heavier weights and focusing on the movement of a specific body part can help improve intramuscular coordination, the ability of the fibers in a particular section of muscle to work together to generate a force, which helps to become more efficient at generating strength. Think about the internet. The inter, I-N-T-E-R net, is all the connected computers. An intra, I-N-T-R-A net, is the computers wired within an office or networked within a particular subset of the internet. Intramuscular coordination are all the muscle motor units within a particular section of muscle. So if you're using a biceps muscle, for example, during a biceps curl, you're working on intra, the coordination of the muscle fibers within that specific section of muscle. Strategy six. Use only one limb at a time. If you follow me on Instagram, you see me doing this quite a bit. I do a lot of one-limb stuff. I do one-limb, one-arm rows. I do one-arm overhead presses. That's because of this strategy. Split-leg squats, lunges, or step-ups use only one leg at a time. One-arm overhead presses with a dumbbell or one-arm chest presses using either a cable machine while standing or a dumbbell while lying on a bench allow you to use only one shoulder and arm at a time. The ability to focus all your energy and strength on one specific body part can help you recruit more muscle fibers, allowing you to move more weight than when your focus is split between both arms and legs. Again, this is supported by research. Plus, if you're using only one arm or leg at a time, your body is out of balance, so the muscles that stabilize your spine and your pelvis, what we traditionally call the core, are more active to help you maintain stability. So one limb at a time is a great way to engage more muscles while you're training. Strategy number seven. Focus on your grip. It can be easy to let a bar or handle rest on your open palm while you're pushing, but if you concentrate on squeezing with your grip while you lift, you can engage the muscles of the hand, wrist, and forearm, which help you enhance your mental focus on what you're doing as you move the weight. This is especially true when using barbells, dumbbells, or kettlebells. Time is one of our most precious commodities. It is something we are not physically capable of producing more of. Therefore, we want to make sure we can get the most out of the limited time we have when we're in the gym. Learning how to implement these strategies can help improve your mind-body connection so when you're working out, you can really focus on what you're doing, which is one of the best ways to help you reach your fitness goals. So there you have it. That's my blog. I'm going to have that link below in the show notes. Seven things to know about mind-body, about the mind-body connection. If you want a little bit more information, as always, you can check out my book, Smarter Workouts, the extra, uh, 
science of exercise made simple. And soon enough, I'm actually I'm working on this right now while I'm traveling. I'm going to have a number of workouts available for sale. I'm, I'm getting ready to post that. So if you, if you enjoy the podcast, what I don't want to do is I'm not going to be taking sponsors. I'm not going to be taking advertising. I want to become a user-supported, listener-supported podcast. And no, I'm not going to put any of my content behind a paywall. I don't know about you, but I kind of I don't enjoy these podcasts. It's like here's a half hour clip of our podcast to listen to the full podcast. Become a member for ten dollars a month. No, all my content's going to be available. The quick fit tips, the interviews. The only thing I'm going to ask if you want to support the podcast, either buy a copy of Smarter Workouts, my book, or buy the individual workouts I'm, I'm producing. I'm also going to be producing eBooks. I got uh, one eBook is in final edits. Another eBook is out to edit. And what this is going to allow you to do is if you're enjoying the podcast, if you want to learn more about the body works, the ebooks are going to be more cost, of, cost, of, cost effective than buying smarter workouts. Of course, you can buy smarter workouts. Love for you to do that. But what I want you to do, the ebooks are really going to be compilations of articles and blogs and presentations I've done over the years. And they're going to be, everything is going to be at an affordable price point, folks. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to gouge you. I'm just trying to put information out there that you can use and you can apply right away. And I really want to give you you know, information backed by science. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. There are a lot of like Instagram models, a lot of people pushing things. And you know what? They might look good on Instagram, but I've been doing this for a long time. I've worked with the top certifications. I still consult with them. Um, I work with the top equipment companies. That's what I'm doing in Dubai. I'm here with with Core Health and Fitness. If you heard my interview with Jeff Diltz, Jeff and I are here. We're having a good good, good little chat about about the about that podcast. And I really, you know, what I do is I consult with them and help design education programs. So if the top personal training certifications, if the top equipment companies in the fitness industry trust me to develop education content for their products and their programs, then you should by all means too. And and if you want to. You know, and if you don't want to spend the money, I'm fine with that. Listen to the podcast. Check out the All About Fitness Podcast channel on YouTube. You know, again, All About Fitness Podcast channel on YouTube. I'm putting up a lot of content. I did a, a workout before I left, uh, before I took the plane flight, and I did a workout when I got here to kind of mobilize, um, prepare my body for the trip, and, and to recover from the trip. And so those are going to be up on YouTube. And I have maybe 25 workouts up on YouTube. Follow my Instagram feed, Pete McCall underscore fitness on Instagram. Pete McCall underscore fitness. I'm always throwing content up there. I'm just trying to help you guys out. What I really want to do is, is we're all getting a little bit older and exercise can really help slow down the aging process. And that's, I'm just trying to put that information out there to help you. So as always, thanks for stopping by and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.